Welcome to Beside the Burn for Friday the 27th of May, Philippians chapter 1, and we draw to a close at the end of chapter 1, which has proven to be one of the most difficult chapters, I suppose. Everything that we've read has been easy to understand, but it's difficult to apply to our lives. How can we change our whole value system so that we value death more than life and and prison more than freedom and persecution more than ease? And as we come to the end of the chapter, verses 27 to 30, here we're looking at what's involved in being persecuted for our faith. And how that changes our outlook in life. So let's read the verses and see what Paul is saying. Remember, he's writing to this young group of Christians in this church in Philippi. And he says to them, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Again, look, there's one of those uh, verses that you could share with others or that you could put on an on a, a wall uh, on a poster that you could look at every day and every day that you would look at it you would find something new and a new level of understanding whatever happens conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Imagine if that was the way that we lived our lives living worthy. Well we know that we are unworthy, that there's nothing that we can offer Jesus Christ. Anything that we have, all of our good deeds are like filthy rags, uh, the prophet Isaiah tells us. But what Paul here is saying is that Jesus Christ can make us worthy. He can give us his righteousness rather than our own. And if then we live our lives in a manner that's worthy of the gospel of Christ, then that is a good way to live. That's a good plan to have in our lives. It's a good yardstick to measure ourselves by that we're living worthy of the gospel of Christ. We can't do it on our own. We need Christ to help us with that. Then Paul says, Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit. Paul doesn't know whether he's going to be able to come and see them or whether he's just going to have to rely on hearing about them from reports that have been sent. We're going to find out later in the letter that Epaphroditus has travelled from Philippi to meet with Paul and he's there with Paul. We're going to discover that he brought a gift from the Philippians to Paul and he's brought news of them to Paul. And that's why Paul's able to write in such detail in this letter. Later on, he's going to mention uh, two women that are having a a slight disagreement and he wants them to uh, be joined in unity and to get on together. And that's because Epaphroditus has gone and has told him what's happening. So Paul's saying, look, I may be able to come and see you. That would be great. But even if I can't do that, if I only hear these reports about you, then if you're living lives worthy of the gospel, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is important here because Paul has been talking right throughout the letter about Heavenly Father, about Jesus Christ, and now the Spirit all together working in our lives, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. So Paul wants these Philippians to work together in unity together for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. It's very easy to be frightened as a Christian. And that fear that we often experience as Christians can be crippling where the gospel's concerned. We're fearful what others will think whenever we talk about Jesus so we keep quiet. We're fearful of the reaction of others whenever we go out boldly to share the good news. And therefore we don't go out and we don't share and we sit back and we cower in the corner. But Paul is saying here that if we can live worthy lives worthy of the gospel of Christ, if we trust in the Holy Spirit, if we work together for the faith of the gospel, then we won't be frightened in any way by those who oppose you. And he says, in fact, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. Here's the assurance that having trusted in Jesus Christ and living this worthy life, we will be saved. All of these two verses are linked together. Everything that we see here is part of our knowledge of the gospel and how the good news comes into our lives and impacts our lives. So how does Paul finish this chapter? For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Paul's very quick to point out to these Philippian Christians that there will be problems living the Christian life. Yes, they have belief in Jesus Christ. Yes, they're trusting in him But that's not the only gift they have. They will also suffer for Jesus. And things will not be good at times. And they'll wonder why they ever set out on this journey. But those two things together, belief and suffering, will cement their faith in Jesus Christ and will enable them to live lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus and suffering for him. And sometimes whenever we suffer, that is what draws us closer to Jesus. In times of illness, in times of trouble, in times of trial, we reach out and we hold on to Jesus firmly. And Paul is reminding them here that this is what has happened. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Paul's saying, look, I'm struggling. I'm facing problems. It's nothing unique. It's not something you've done wrong or something that you're being punished for. This is part of following Christ. Jesus himself suffered and died for our sin. 
And so therefore, whenever suffering comes our way, we're to look to Jesus and we're to find that joy right here in Jesus Christ. So let's bow together in prayer. Lord God, once again, we come to you and we thank you for all that you are teaching us from your word. Help us, Lord, to value the important things in life and to let go, Lord, of those things that have no eternal significance. Forgive us, Lord, whenever we hold on too tightly to this world. Help us, Lord, to open our hands and to let go of the things that we value most and instead, Lord, to hold on tightly to the things that you value. Help us to do this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.